and you're live. Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Evening, everybody. And Dustin Inshaw. Hi. Welcome, everyone. We do the show live each and every week, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Frontline Gaming Network. Welcome to y'all in the chat. It's amazing. We got some awesome tournaments talking about this week. Las Vegas team tournament. We love team tournaments around here. Gigantic oh, yeah. tournament. Uh, I'm going to still do my, my hand thing with a... <laughs> Botan. <laughs> and the and he, dads have joined the show. Everybody, everybody that has a team is going to have a Botan on their team for the next little while. Once it's available, anyway. Once it's like, once it show. and the models are available for sure. And I guarantee uh, you, none of them are going to do apologies to with a... <laughs> I wouldn't it's say better. none. It's better. Maybe, maybe, be maybe like two, two. <laughs> you got to <laughs> lean into it. It becomes the wah of the votan. The, the hand oh gesture. yes. <laughs> before oh, firing, God. before firing each beam weapon, they must. <laughs> gonna, every other votan player has to do it too. Look, we're it. probably going to be talking a fair amount about votan in the coming weeks. That yeah, is really. coming. Uh, as you, you know, everyone prepare for it. It's it's going to be one of those things. Uh, you know, here we're going to be talking about what we're you know a team tournament we're going to be seeing. You know, this is always fun to run down because the number of factions are limited by the number of, of teams and codexes that you can be represented on the teams. And so seeing what the the consensus, what seems to be amongst other teams about what the best grouping of list to take is always a fun exercise. And so, you know, let's just jump right into it. Uh, this is a 234 play, player tournament, 46 teams, six rounds. Five players per team, Las Vegas, Nevada. What is not to like about going to Vegas and playing mm. Warhammer 40,000? You know, what are we going to see there? Let's have a look. See, we're going to have 21 Sisters of Battle, 12 Custodes, 2 Admech, 12 Astra Militarum, 9 Grey Knights, 6 Imperial Knights, and then the Space Marine Super Faction. We have 1 Dark Angel, 4 Space Wolf, 9 Blood Angels, 1 Black Templar, 1 White Scar, 1 Imperial Fist, and 1 Death Watch. Chaos, we're looking at 1 Chaos Soup, 18 Chaos Space Marines, 8 T-Suns, 8 Death Guard, 15 Demons, 12 Renegade Knights. Ooh. Xenos, there's 19 Necrons. That is not really a surprise. 12 Orcs is a bit of a surprise. 12 Tau. Hive Mind, there's 22 Tyranids. Still a genius to call player, though. There's one there. There's Eldari. one. Sorry. There's one. <laughs> Eldari, there's one Eldari, four Drakari, six Harlequins, and six Suriani. So that means the faction podium is Tyranids topping it all off at 22. Sisters of Battle in second with 21. And then Necrons at 19. Honorable mention to Chaos Space Marines with 18 representation. So one off hitting that podium. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and the Super Faction stats, the only thing of interest here is just how many freaking Chaos players are coming out of the woodwork in Northern America. It's actually kind of insane to see because they're sitting equal with the Imperium not right now. Uh, despite Imperium having, you know, you would think would be more takeable factions. I think I think that's not the case anymore. I think Chaos have more usability in the meta right now, especially, I think, in the gamut of team events. But what we're going to see is we've got another team event coming up next where this isn't the case. So this is why I'm saying Northern America is like the Chaos heartland of the world right now. It's kind of crazy to see. Folks love Chaos Space Marines around here, and I like the fact that there are many playable legions. 
you know, it's like there's it'd yeah. be hard to show up with a with a legion and be like, oh, you just must have been a fan for a long time. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be there's some of those, right? But there are some real functionally playable legions that you're going to see on the tabletop, which which is I like because again, when the bad guys are doing well. <laughs> People. Everyone's happy. The yeah. next thing of note here on the super faction stats is even though I didn't have Chaos Space Marines as their own super faction here, because our deal is if they hit the podium, I'll pull out the, the faction stats, which I have for the last of our events this weekend. But they are at 18. Space Marines are at 18. We are we are reaching some parity between the dark and the light like Space Marines, depending on which way you see it. They could be interchangeable. But I think that's a beautiful, uh, homogenous stat to have. This is a weird... I mean, make, make up if you ask me again, because we only have, you know, what, what's our tiered count? 22. 22. That's not even half the teams. The teams. Half tiered. Yeah. You know? That's actually crazy to think about. Half don't have Necrons, do they? Or was it just a half? That was 19 uh, Necrons. 19. Nobody, yeah. there's, there is not, so there's 46 teams. There is no one with more than 22. So 23 would be half the teams took them. Yeah. No one took even, not even half the teams took the same. So that's, that's, that's very interesting. That's a crazy stat. And now, if yeah. you've been following Team, let me break down why that is. Because you know there are a few dominant armies in the meta right now that either are dominant for because they're a point scoring ability or just aggressiveness or you know like Tyranids or whatever. People are like, oh, the Tyranids have a weak secondary game. Well, if you don't have any models left, they're going to score a lot of points. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the Necrons have a crazy uh, scoring potential. Same with the Devastoratos, but yet we're not seeing them on every single team slot and you know i'll go so far as to say is like okay cool um i understand adeptosaurus is a model intensive army like and so it's it's maybe even difficult to play the borrow hammer game in a, in a team tournament and everyone just does, brings together enough to make an army you know but the necrons not necessarily difficult to get an army together mm-hmm. for necrons mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And especially seeing as like, well, three quarters of the current best Necron army came in the fucking freaking Indominus box. Like, <laughs> yeah, all, all, the, all the all the score packs, all the characters. Uh, the Silent King came out in that release as well. If you just bought most of the stuff that came out then, you've got three quarters of what you need now. And, and also, long- fairly, I mean, no slight to Necron players. There's lots of artistry that can happen or whatever, but you can get them on the table fairly quickly, and it looks like you've got a you know, a, yeah. a professional I mean, Necron force. The only lament that I, that I hear Necron players say is that they can't play Warriors at the moment because everything else is too good. I mean, why play Warriors when the only thing they bring to the table is OPSEC and everything has OPSEC? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, with, so with these stats yeah. here, what are we missing? What are the things to watch out for here? What, what have players opted for, you know, in the line here? Well, it's well, actually an interesting balance of where they are, where the meta is right now. Because you're looking at, like you said, armies like Tyranids who don't have a great secondary game, but will still 20-0 opponents because of how oppressive they are. And then you have the other side of the coin with Sisters and Necrons, who it doesn't matter who they play, they will just score points. So the the mix you can have in teams right now is so diverse. That's why team events are so freaking good right now. Because you can have anything and make it viable in the meta right now. Do you... Bu- so I have a theory here is okay. that like the demons have opened up that one of those slots. They still are, have a little bit of the newness yep. and I'm willing to bet yep. that maybe half those demon players might've been Necron players you know, or, or sister players or something. Yeah, that's I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know this to yep. be true. This is just theory. Is that like, what is, what is shifted from when we, oh, look, so- when we look back at the ATC and those numbers for the ATC, you know, we could, you could plan there's, there's 60 teams. There were 40 
Necrons. Yeah. So what whatever. you're saying is that the the number of players for these kind of events hasn't exploded exponentially with the release of demons. So, so there's some robbing of Peter to pay Paul that, that's, to get some demon pe- players. Players have opted to go in another direction yeah. for a reason. These are things that are yeah, yeah. rarely by ac- or by you know just accident or whatever. There's a calculated mm. reason these players I, are examining. I would say it's quite a few tower players who have dropped off. Usually we would see in Northern America, we would have seen a huge proponent of tower players. We would see more space Marines. In addition, there are a lot of factions that play similar to what they would have done uh, that have been swapped out. I mean, uh, one, for example, is for some reason there's 12, there's 12 Astro Militarum. Yeah. Don't know why. There's only six Imperial Knights, but there are 12 Renegade Knights. So this is a little bit of a tangent. Um, is that one we want to unpack? Like the, the fact I mean, that. Oh, on, in Northern it, America, they've gone for the dark side of the knights rather than the light side of the knights. It sounds like with everything we're saying with demons and renegade knights over Imperial knights, that all of the loyalists are uh, they're switching over. They're switching over. <laughs> is, it, is it all the loyalists? Jumping? They've got the all, the all the loyalists. They've they've <laughs> yeah. read the pamphlets. They've they like what they see. There's cookies. You know, as uh, Horace wants you. The yeah. rumored cookies are true. Um, one thing to note is that when we look at something like the Space Marine Super Faction, which well, honestly we could have done something similar with the Chaos Space Marines one, but I don't feel like they have as much maneuverability within inside their Super Faction. You can't really take Chaos Space Marines from, as I've yet to see, I'm willing to remember to be proven wrong, and make a oppressive firebase like you still can with Iron Hands in um, mm. in Space Marines. Whereas you know you do have that uh, juxtaposition between like the super defensive Space Marines and the super offensive Space Marines. Whereas I feel like Chaos Space Marines is just super offensive. Um, Blood Angels is over and above the most taken Space Marine sub-faction. It's, it's got nine, and the next one down is Space Wolves, considered to be another aggressive archetype build. So they make up 13 of the 18 Space Marines in representation, boys. Is that just uh, people narrowed down, this is the best thing Space Marines have to offer for a team at the moment? Yeah. I think yeah. that's exactly right. If you're gonna if you're gonna come with space marines, and someone actually pointed out in the chat is that the spine on that imperial fist player, you know, <laughs> must, the Cohones is just like ah, must be never, strong. Never heard of yeah. Um, so I, I, again, if I gotta if I have to you know give us a, a prediction here is that uh, there's been probably a move towards shooting with player place to rank because there's going to be. You know, that, that is a factor here, I think, and I think players maybe think that they can line up mm. um, better angles for themselves, and so that's maybe influenced some of the lists that we've seen or lists that people list have not taken. Yeah, and player place is an interesting one when you take into account how demons interact with terrain. Do you boys think player place is a boon or a deficit for demons? Uh, that, that's a tough call because it really it's actually comes hard. down – yeah, it's it comes down to, to the players themselves. You can, because you really, if you can set up a, if you get one more favorable placement than your opponent, then you, mm-hmm. then no matter what, you're doing well. It's like, but see, the thing is, it's such a weird thing for the demon player. Do I prioritize giving myself moving lanes and landing positions for my big griblies, or do I prioritize giving myself a staging point for my flamers to hit midboard? Um, like, wh- where do you put the, where do you, do you weigh your terrain placement? How do you, ha- like, what is the most important thing to do in that situation? That's really interesting. I pack. But anyway, we'll hit a transition and start talking about some of the top teams in attendance. We have three juicy ones for you guys. The first of which is Gentleman Gaming, our very own PJ Pants, Alan Abramovich. Uh, Abramovich? 
uh, in attendance. He's playing demons in this one. He'll be the demon one we list. Uh, but jumping down to this five pack, uh, we have Necrons, uh, Expansions of Conquerors. It's it's standard. The only the only thing different about this list to others, it's got two two max units of of Locust Destroyers, of Daka Destroyers, which I think is a, a great little piece of tech there. Uh, then they have a demons list. This is a Corn Patrol and an Undivided Patrol. If I don't and, remember, and so. this had to take the place of the Tyranids here. That's that's why that's dude. Exactly right. Was, yep. Uh, triple big boys and four blooders. I think this is the Scarbrand, um, Bellacore, and very extremely hard to kill bloodthirst combination, if I remember right. Four bloodlet units and then just some MSU around there. I think it's two units of four or five flamers. And uh, flinging one up and then and then teleporting three bloodthirsters yeah. into the mix. Like, okay, cool. Yep. Deal with it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's quite actually it's actually quite flexible what it can do because it can deploy all the big ribblies or it could be like, well, I'm playing against town, I'm going to get alpha struck, so he's just Bellacor. Bellacor yeets turn one, turn two, bang, all my stuff goes in, whole army commits. Um, Asuriani, uh, this is Hail of Doom, just the usual suspects. Uh, then we have uh, Thousand Suns, Cult of Duplicity, twenty Scarab Cult Terminators, usual suspects again, and then a yeah, then a Tau list which is Tau Sept, uh, which is three. Big crisis bombs and two bombers. It's it's very inelegant and uh, will smash you in the face of table you. So that's the five pack from that one, and you, perfectly astute because the only thing missing from this lineup is is Tyranids. You'd be like, well, this has got all the usual suspects. Maybe sisters, sisters and Tyranids would be the two that you could see in exchange for two factions here. But yeah, I honestly think one of them went out for demons, and uh, they've just got a player for every other faction. They're like, well, these guys are just good at what they do. Well, this is you know part of that that meta shift that we were talking about potentially here is that demons in the place of Tyranids and or sisters, Thousand Sons in the place of the Tyranids and or sisters, everything else is as you would expect it here. And, you know, Tau, pretty good, especially in the team format. (laughs) Yeah, dude, Tau in the team format is no freaking joke. Dustin, what do you make of this one? I I love it, but I also love the I'm going to point out the Tau with the triple crisis bomb again. Like, I don't know. People kept saying, oh no, I can't do that anymore. I don't know. No, I've seen it every week for the past terrifying. few weeks, and it's yeah, done it, well. <laughs> well, there's there's still like two other builds you could do that have the same yeah. level of oppression. Like, and sorry to say, I don't want to, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that gets up that list in your team when you people take their team list and like, well, we need an oppressive firepower list to put up first. Mm-hmm. That slot is just going to get upgraded in a couple of months when Votan does the same thing and people put that in instead of their tail, or yeah. in addition to their in addition tower to, list. Yeah. In addition it's going to get yeah. scary out there, guys on those light tables, on those first couple of put-ups when you're just like, uh, they put up Votan, what do we do? <laughs> I guess we're giving them a big win because we ain't got an answer. Uh, oh yeah, no, you know, I've, I've said that before with other people that are talking about that when Votan gets added to their list too. It's like, okay, which one of you has the worst matchups against everybody else? Because if you're going to take yeah. a loss, you may as well take well, a loss we'll against Votan. Take, take, take the one that helps us the most. <laughs> yeah. um, the only one here that I question is T-Suns. Uh, for mm-hmm. my mind, T-Suns have been falling off a little bit in team events, not because they they don't do what they do, but team events we had the 20o system which uh for the boys or uh, want to explain better than me but 20o means that the differential the amount of points you beat your opponent by gets put into a 20o system if you beat your opponent by 51 points you get 20 points going out of that round they get zero and then it's an increments of you know 19 to 1 18 to 2 a max of 20 points can be scored if you're within five victory points of your opponent at the end of the game that's a 10 10 draw Six points is an 11-9, your way or their way, then 12-8, et cetera, et cetera. T-Suns do not get big differentials. We have seen this. It's, it's been it's been seen at multiple levels and multiple things. But what they are very consistent at doing is being a put-up and being a foil to people's other high-scoring armies. They're like the mm. – you don't use them to get wins. You use them to be the blanket. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like the Thousand Sons in this case is one of the defenders they want to put down. Maybe not the first defender because the Necrons might more likely do that. Maybe even the Assyrianic because they're just versatile that way. But they're the ones that can go down there and they can take away a matchup that, yeah, they're not going to get a big differential, but it's one that the other matchups don't want. They don't, the other armies don't want to have that either. So it takes away that yeah. bad matchup from them and just does, okay. We'll go even. Maybe I'll get a small win. Then because T Suns do have some decent matchups to get some better differentials. And if they have that choice to pick as a defender, they can mm-hmm. actually score a few extra points. And it's just a bonus yeah. if they could take away one of those bad matches for the rest of the team. That gives you a huge boon then. Because T Suns, even if they don't get that favorable matchup, like you said, they will still score. Like they'll still throw the blanket over somebody else's yeah, big score. Exactly. All right. Uh jumping down to the next top team in attendance. This is best in tabletop. Uh they have up in their five pack first is Eldari. This is a Unari build with the uh, Yin Khan with two big Harley bombs. Um, then it's got MSU, Asuriani, good stuff, and eight D cannons. That's two units of three <laughs> D platforms and a unit of two D platforms, uh, which is very, very scary. Um, yeah, very scary. Uh, forces, actual, an actual genuine force of the hive mind. Two weeks in a row, Dustin. Force of the hive mind builds coming out. Or was, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Well, I know who yeah. that is. Yeah, we know who that is. That's that's Alex McDougal. <laughs> that's McDougal. Um, he has a Kraken and Twisted Helix pile built. Um, he's got Warriors and Ravenous. He's got uh, you know three into Warriors, uh, two into Ravenous. Ten pure strange instills, and then a bunch of MSU acolytes to go around and do a bunch of uh, misc scoring and uh, R and D and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, then we've got Sisters, just bloody rose, good stuff. Chaos Space Marines, which creations of bile. Um, ten Termies is ubiquitous, and I'm actually seeing this more in creations of bile than not. Um, is the biker bomb? Is is five bikers with the tooled up sergeant that go turn one uh get a get a big trade up and then because your creations are bile if you need to charge into them to remove them they get to trade up again um and so then we've got renegade knights with a uh, house serpent tracks one big and ten smalls and uh, that's the five pack there this fire this brings a lot of headaches to the opponent's uh pairings uh, a lot of headaches because there's a lot of really unconventional builds here i really like this uh this five pack in fact mm-hmm. i think i like it better than the other one I like this. I like this one better right now. Just I love the I love the Eldari build. Obviously, I have the Force of the High Mind build. I, I always love that one too. Sisters always solid. Chaos Space Marines as Bile is just a nightmare for any melee army. They're going to see a lot of melee armies in the, like these kind of team events. And then Renegade Knights. Reason just- being, they, they fight on death. They basically never have to burn command points to interrupt yeah. because they're going to be able to fight. They're either fighting you when they want to fight you, or they fight on die- death for free. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to worry about interrupts. Yeah. You just. I'm going to kill you. If you kill me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Paul, you, you're almost going to this event. If you, were to, if you were to be the captain sitting across the table from this five-pack, what would you attack? What would you, what would you predict they were going to, how they were going to use these ones? Because it's, it's not easy to see how this gets wielded. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there is the, the first put out is most likely the forces of the hive mind. I mean, arguably, he's best, maybe second best player in their lineup. So you can have a lot of confidence in what Alex McDougall is going to provide you. Yeah, uh, be able to get some up. points, yeah. and people might not want to want to sacrifice things into uh, what you you know. What have we counter that? Who knows? I think they're second put out. Then you start having to uh, <clears throat> make considerations about what table is going to you want that night player to be on. Uh, yeah. So that that's yeah. where they have to make some considerations there. So you know, you got to take the the crowded tables first or make sure you take the lightest table mm. early on depending on what your opponents are playing against so that, yeah. that's that's the mentality i'm thinking about right there 
And it's pretty plain to see that the the Yunari list wants to be one of the the heavy tables. Yeah, I mean AD cannons that can just literally deploy and stay in its deployment zone. What you're going to push on his D cannons and cop all the MSU banshees and Harley bombs? No, you are not going to do that. That's freaking suicide. So, so if you so, just yeah. just tune in and you want to know how team events work, is that there's also like scaling table terrain. So there's typically one or two dense tables, a couple of medium tables, and then one not so good table, and then one almost vacant table, you know, with a minimum amount of viable terrain on there. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so exactly right. you're, you want to be also, if you have a big, you know, your knights may not be good at running through terrain. And so you want to make sure that they've got good lanes of fire and don't get choked up uh, by whatever table they happen to get stuck with. You want to have some control mm. over that. that. That was the mentality there. Yeah, spot on. I really like this this team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this team wins. I, I, I'm i with Dustin. I like this team composition uh, the best of the ones I, we, we're going to unpack. It's just, it's... It's gonna it's gonna mess with your head. The psychological impact of just having so many off meta builds is gonna be really really cool. Uh, last one we're gonna unpack is Team Zero Comp. FLG's almost own Team Zero Comp because this is recent. Frank, you started FLG. This was their their club, their team. Uh, so we wanted to give them the the props. Plus, they're actually genuinely a very good team. Uh, they have a Adeptus Stardust build, which is Blood Angels. It's the usual stuff, except this is gonna be an interesting. One. I'm gonna hit this to Paul to unpack when we get to the end of the five pack because this is spicy new tech in the Blood Angels matchup. It's the usual su- stuff, as in if you're one unit of Death Company, three units of Sangard, but it's got fifth, three units of five Infiltrators and a Whirlwind, um, which I, I will we'll unpack in a moment. Um, Necrons, uh, usual stuff, uh, just two Catan uh, is, is the, the build here. Um, Leviathan, Tyranids, standard stuff as well. Harlequins, this is the Light Sadeth. This is the all troops in boats. That's in usually eight to nine units of five troop in eight to nine boats. And then a Chaos Space Marines, this is Empress Children with three units of MSU, Noise Marines, and Tantermies making up the archetype. Uh, Paul, what do you make of that Blood Angels spice? Yeah, with, with all the Infiltrators, I like that a lot because it, with things like Demons, the Infiltrators are going to get you that backup. People aren't going to be able to deploy within 12 of you. So you, you essentially get to create that almost like picket line in the middle of the table when you have that many models. The Whirlwind is an interesting choice. I question the whirlwind (laughs) but what it does bring to the army is a source of fight last that is basically immune uh because uh, to damage because your opponent if they if they throw anything at it what are they gonna they're wasting things if they have to go after the whirlwind you know where if you were to put the judicar up there in your list they're gonna obviously be able to kind of maneuver around you take those out get in there and do it but the whirlwind does allow you to put like a, a backfire base you're going to do a little bit of damage gives you a little bit of reach out and touch someone that your army does not necessarily mm-hmm. have and it brings you this very powerful fight last mechanic and so remember i said all that congestion is going to happen in the middle of the table you're going to get up there you're going to be mm-hmm. able to interact with it in probably a meaningful way do you remember the other thing of what that strat does? The suppression fire strat. I just I, I looked I looked it up when I was running when I was going through this and being like, oh, that thing makes that gets fire last, doesn't it? Like, is it all? Is it like half movement or something? No, it's no Overwatch. This no Overwatch. is That's a ah, oh, you're playing fifteen flamers. <laughs> Scarbrand fights last. Or, you know, your flamers can't overwatch and anything in my army wipes them now. Like, just, oh, you can't overwatch? <laughs> That's Five a great benefit. I actually wasn't even thinking about that part. So that is an yeah. amazing benefit. I, exactly right. I love, I, as soon as, when it was just fights last, I was like, ah, you could get a Judicia, probably do the same thing, whatever. Um, as soon as I saw no overwatch, I was like, oh, oh, wow. That's that's clever. That's really spicy in this list now. This uh, is full demon hate. This is like- century. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, Tepic in the chat, you know, saying what's up from Atlanta. I'm also saying what's up from Atlanta. Uh, but uh, says never question the whirlwind. <laughs> you know, that's it's a yeah, lot of players uh, swear by. It. They're having great success. Uh, yeah. So, you know, if it's working for you and that's what you need and that's what you've determined that you've needed from, you know, the engagement that you've had, then absolutely go for it. Um, mm. You could you think of a lot of worse ways to spin the points. Well, what this means is in the pairings that we just uh, for how the pairing uh, usually works is one team puts up a an option, so they they have to do this is what we call the put up. They have to put up a player, and then your opponent will opposing team will give them two options of who they get to pick. When you have that Blood Angels list in the lineup and you're playing against uh, your opponent who has demons, they can't use that demon player as a put up. Because then whatever, whatever they if they put up the demon player, they get offered the blood angels, and they get offered something that is maybe a little bit worse than the blood angels. They can't take the blood angels. The blood angels are literally built to ruin them in just about every way, unless your player is three times better in freaking Houdini. Um, but so you get you get offered the the giant douche and turd sandwich for lack of a better explanation and that's so as soon as you have something like the blood angels list in your lineup and there's lots of different equivalents and you know comparisons you can make in the meta for something that does the same thing to different factions but as soon as you have one of those in your lineup and there's 15 demons in attendance at this event of 40 of 46 so possibly a third if not maybe possibly even a half of your army of your matchups could be against demons they got to really question how they use those demons now they have to use them fundamentally differently than possibly they wanted to and that could just equate to a one round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely could be. Oh, we got another shout out for Atlanta in the chat. Nurgle Matt, uh, tell you some good burger places to hit up. If you are yeah. in the area, you know, send me those DMs to tell you where to eat. Paul definitely knows burger places and taco places. We've, we've established this for sure. <laughs> a connoisseur of sorts. Connoisseur, uh, a connoisseur, yes. Uh, yes. And we got a player, Mark Perry, in the chat. Uh, Saying, asking if he's the only chaos suit player at this at this event. I would seriously doubt that. Uh, but put, in the world, up in the chat, yeah. The chaos suit. There is one chaos suit in attendance. I guess yeah, it's I do, Mark. I do believe it's Mark Perry <laughs> uh, in the stats. So there you are, mate. You, you, uh, one and only. Mind you, there's one. There's only one force of the hive mind as well. So there, there is. Okay, there you go. Uh, who's winning this one? I'm personally going for best in tabletop because I like their lineup the best. I like their lineup too. No, so I got to pick something different. I need a team name to to pick. Uh, can't help you, you brother. <laughs> 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 I got nothing. <laughs> We're gonna get team names up here on the next one. Uh, not in the next team list we talk about, but in the next we'll team we we'll talk do, about team. Events. We'll do a scroll of the team names, and we'll do it at like three times speed. Well, yeah. like, uh, them. That one. <laughs> go. But best that of luck. You, you, it's hard to it's hard to lose at a team event because they are so much fun. So oh, yeah. if it's not on your schedule to do, check them out later uh, for next year. Next time you get to go, we are taking a little bit of a short flight over to the other side of the world right now for the next one, boys. Yeah, next one coming up in Poland, the Polish team championships. Uh, I will butcher this name. You got it. Better, better you than me, brother. I didn't want it. <laughs> but those chick. That's what it is. It sounded Everybody. great until the Everybody. second time you like. There's down two. There's an SZ. I know. I, it was great, and then you just. I don't know, man. That second emphasis. I don't. It was good. It was good. It was good. There's no way that was wrong. <laughs> the CZ snuck up on me, but it's 140 <laughs> players, 28 teams of five, uh, five round event. 
All right. Well, let's see what's going to be there then. For the Imperium Super Faction, there's 11 Sisters of Battle, four Custodes, two Admech, two Astro Militarum, four Granites, and 15 Imperial Knights. And they liken the Imperial Knights over in Poland. Space Marines, there's four Astartes, one Space Wolf, seven Blood Angels. That's pretty clean. Chaos, five Chaos Space Marines, two T-Suns, six Death Guards, six Demons, two Renegade Knights. So the opposite here, the Imperial Knights really mm-hmm. outweighing the Renegade Knights. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Xenos, there's 15 Necrons, two Orcs, and 15 Tau. Hive Mind, there's 12 Tyranids, three Genes to their cults. And Aldari, there's three Drukari, five Harlequins, 10 Assyriani, and one Inari. I mean, the faction podium is Imperial Knights, Necrons, and Tau. Topping it off at 15, Tyranids the second with 12, and then Sisters of Battle and third with 11. That top is, uh, aside from the Necrons, that's a little surprising. But what happened? What happened? What's going on in Poland? Why are Imperial Knights completely outnumbering Renegade Knights? So I'm. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Adam. I'm of the opinion they've got it right, unfortunately. I think Imperial Knights have shown to be, well, when when you're in smaller team events, when you don't really kind of have the option to take both, lest one of them cop a heavy table and get wrecked, um, you kind of run into the issue of, if we're going to take one, which one do we take? There's one distinct difference between Renegade and Imperial Knights, and there's one thing that Renegade Knights don't have that Imperial Knights do have, and it's called the Freeblade Lance. And that is the, the kicker that I think makes Imperial Knights one ding binger, one, one ding better. One ding binger. No, no, you're one, <laughs> the one, one ding binger. Than the Renegade Knights when it comes to picking which one of them you are going to take. Uh, and for my mind, that's that's what cracked it for me. That Freeblade Lance, the flexibility you can build into it, the extreme mastery of the game you can get by playing it appropriately. And then, in addition, you've kind of just got kind of better secondaries if you're a pure or not. You kind of just got a better, the a better. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the secondaries for guilds are actually way better. They're just going to value all that that mortal wound dish out. You know, it's mm. just one to vaporize units mm. and creating what is uh, like almost like a, a mental advantage. You know, going into into games because mm. nobody wants to just get vaporized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I do think the Imperial Knights do have the edge on Chaos Knights. I do still think we said it before too. I do think the Chaos Knights have the potential to get bigger differentials if they're yeah. in the right matchup. But overall, yeah, Imperial Knights—they're just—they're more um, consistent. I think we talked about this before too. Like they're just more consistent with what they can do, and like you said, the options that they have, they can build in team events, especially to exactly what the team needs. Exactly right. Uh, this one, the, the stats for this one, the vast majority of them were lovingly provided to me by Masej uh, Juzik. Uh, apologies if I butchered that. I most likely did. That's that is how I roll. Uh, and and yeah, he he gave me this with a bunch of extra notes as well. I did I did a lot of the faction stats, uh, but a bunch of the notes he gave me on the top teams and a bunch of the insights into the event oh, he gave me specifically. Uh, it's good. I've got a I've got a comparison um, slide between this and the. LVTT at the end of these two we got a little bit of side-by-side comparison of the factions who's taking what how the metas are different for different sides of the earth I can tell you right now Poland uh, is possibly the biggest shark tank nation in the world the highest percentage of international level players probably reside in Poland you could make a case for a couple of other, other countries but if Poland isn't number one they're on the podium they're on like the Mount Rushmore of shark tank countries in this uh, on this earth really like in and terms of like density of uh, good players in the dense, yeah, yeah, percentage of international level players, players who could go to the WTC. Yeah. Like they have one of the highest percentages. And so when I looked at this one, I was like, I expect it to be really boiled down. I expect the builds to be really boiled down, well oiled. I, in fact, there are more factions represented here than I thought. I thought maybe there. So uh, a, a great example is the Space Prince. 
there's only three Space Marine sub-factions taken, and hell, one of them is a generic Astartes for some reason. They didn't list them. Uh, but it's the same. You see seven Blood Angels. We had nine uh, Blood Angels over um, at the LVTT. Uh, so it's pretty much the same uh, you know, percentage of the overall faction. It's uh, what was it? it was nine out of 18 over there, half, and is seven out of uh, 12. So you know a little bit more over here. But it's much more squished like the 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 best stuff the best in slot stuff has been taken just more and more and more over here because i think it's just more of a shark tank there's no there's not much room to wriggle and have a good time these guys want to do really well so they get on the national team next year um, and put their best foot forward so this is this is a really interesting one to unpack and we're going to do most of the faction uh, crossover stuff in the last one but uh how funny is it that the faction podiums are almost exactly the same with the exception of Imperial Knights and Tau being added to them from this one, from the LVTT to the Polish Team Championship. They both have got Necrons, Tyranids, and Sisters of Battle in some order of the podium. It's just that this one just has freaking Imperial Knights and Tau slapped on top as well. Do you know why? Because team events are solved. <laughs> are they? Ah! ah. <laughs> <laughs> what Until Votan comes out. <laughs> yeah, Here what do you say? So. I, I just feel like there's actually because we see so much of uh, well, it's also because there's five team events, but we're talking about five man teams right now because yeah. WGC I think is one of the few that actually does eight. There's like yeah, one or two that have done six, but the five man teams there's three codexes that are just like almost auto includes in everything, but because now there's multiple of the multiple codexes that'll do the same thing that those three codexes do in terms of like Necron sisters. I feel like they can both, uh, they both serve the same purpose, but a lot of teams will take both if they can mm-hmm. Tyranids. And uh, what was the other one? Tyranids and like almost the Knights in a way because mm-hmm. of the durability and just like the bullying, the bully uh, yeah. list that they are. They, they'll, they'll also feel the same thing. Harlequins are just like, Fast scoring, catch all, Tau, yeah. catch all. Yeah. yeah, you need some of those too. I I feel like it's it's hard to not actually build a good team in this in this meta right now. You know Be- what I beautiful, mean? Beautiful, beautiful bit of Nephilim is that as long as you yeah. have a role for your your army, you can pretty much take most things. Absolutely. Anyway, let's get to some of the uh, top teams in attendance. Like I said, um, a loving gentleman provided me a lot of the stats here. I do have some notations to some of these as well. And uh, I am going to butcher every name, as you guys know. <laughs> the first one up is Team Wojaski, Wojaski, um, which translates into Team Uncles because these are like the old venerable lads uh, in it. the scene. Like three or five it. of these guys are from uh, the Polish national team, plus Vladdy, who's a, a legend in the Polish community. Uh, they're the, these guys uh, have been pretty much touted as the favorites to win the event and they're called team uncles because they're the guys you, you would think that team uncles means like grognards or or what or you know crotchety older guys this just means these guys have represented poland like like probably five years in a row or some crazy ass crap mm. like that um so they're just monsters uh first up we have harlequins light sadith oops or clown cars they're just it's just it's just the cross control c control v troops in star weavers um necrons expansion to conquerors of course extra msu no silent king 10 Triarch Praetorians and a freaking Night Scythe. I don't. Okay. Uh, I mean, sure. that's a lot of, in a lot of games, <laughs> Silent King is um, taken off the table. You know, it's either forced into a behind some buildings yeah. or whatever, and they just opted, mm-hmm. like, well, you can't stop my, you will not stop my point scoring machine. Period. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I. I want to. I want to. I want a freaking essay on why this list is good. Uh, it's going to be good. Night Scythe just drops in uh, the close combat wherever it needs to with the strat because mm-hmm. they're core now, right? So anything they want, just like three inches away, boom. Yeah. 
Uh, next up, Bloody Rose, good stuff, as expected. Tau, uh, triple hammerhead, double bomber. So this is the, uh, I put up, go first on the light table, you lose, uh, essentially. And then, or, or the, you can't use your knights <laughs> list. Uh, <laughs> the And the Tyranids list is Kraken, three Ravener units, two Zoanthrope units, has the Swarm Lord as well. Because uh, they speed. Cra- it's the speedy Kraken build, which I'm excited to see more of. Because uh, I, I am of the opinion that, um, especially when Votan comes out, we're going to need speed more and more and more. And seeing as Votan doesn't interact with the wound roll, Leviathan doesn't get that much mileage. Uh, well, their trait doesn't get that much mileage. I mean, yeah, so well, I mean, to see, hoping to see more diversity in the Tyranids list. It, it makes the Raveners mean? a lot better, too. But, but the only problem that Raveners have is they're not obsec, but you know, it gives them obsec, Swarmlord. Swarmlord. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Wait, do, yeah. do you mean that folks may actually have to reconsider what they're taking right now when something <laughs> new comes out? What? Oh my god. Yeah. Crazy. W- wild. Uh, I'm what just... do you this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no, I'm just, just pointing out that's the way it's worked from the beginning of time. You know, so, <laughs> he's, he's just being yeah. a wanker. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Uh, so, what do you make of this five pack? To me, this is. Uh, I like it a lot. I do like it a lot because the, the Bloody Rose good stuff, you know, while it's not a deviation from the norm, it it's it, it does work. And the triple hammerhead talcept with two bombers, you're sending a message. You know, are you strong enough to, to get especially if, if that if that army gets on the light table for terrain and then goes first, then that person is done early and their mental fatigue is very low going <laughs> into the last yeah. game of the day. Uh, which is which is what you want anytime you can stack that up uh, for yourself uh you why not uh and then with the tyranny it's, it's a choice it's you, you people may are probably used to playing against the leviathan they know how mm. the game works on turn one it's going to be like this turn two is going to be like this and now that's different turn one yeah. looks radically different than than turn one in any other tyranny game and i like the stack it's a whole different playbook. Um, that Tyranid list is a whole different. The Necrons almost as well could be that too. Uh, it, it was highlighted by the gentleman who sent me the stats that very interesting Tyranid and Necron builds. Uh, and I'm thinking that's for the purpose of just shaking up the expectations of, of the opposition players. They see Necrons, they see expansionists, they see conquerors, and they're like, ha, I know what I'm going to get versus that. And then they're like, Night Scythe, what? Huh? <laughs> what does it do? Huh? <laughs> oh, I lost. Why'd you lose, Captain? He had a night scythe. I didn't know what he had a night scythe. I don't know. Um, this, to me personally, this is the perfect five factions um, that I would take to a. If I was to build the perfect five factions to take to a team event right now, it would be these. That, what that's a strong recommendation. That's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What you do within with those factions is totally you know up for debate. But this this is <clears> the. <throat> Five pack of factions, I think. Um, the Tau, especially. I don't know why Tau is dead elsewhere in the world. In teams' events, they are. But Tau, look, Tau crazy. are not dead. It's no, like not the people world. that are bringing them have just mm. distilled it down to a. And it may be back to the way it was. You know, there now there there are three viable lists, and if you well, just I'm, don't feel like playing that, then you move on to something else, another well, faction. I'm of the opinion the juice got too hard to get for most of the meta chases, so now all that's left is mm. the is the Tau players, the actual Tau players. They've been, they've been uh, squeezed out. Tau squeezed winning. out. Like, yeah, I, I lost a Tau in a team event the last one I went to. Uh, Tau got third place in DC a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's like Paul Tower dead. I don't know how that's possible. I'm sorry, they're dead. You're right. Yeah, that's it. Harlequins as well. You listen to Harlequin plays. Harlequins are dead. Harlequins. Harlequins are dead too. Yeah. I will. Dead. I will say Harlequin armies are boring. Like they're boring yes. to play. I read yeah. them out. Like I go through all the Harlequin lists, and I'm just like, 
I I got it. I got it. Uh, Yeah, I got the answer. Yeah. I got the answer. Harlequins that, are solved. Okay, there, that's that's just what, what what's the, up. Though? The chat has also helped with this. Is that it is getting into Halloween season and the tower to zombies that come back. <laughs> but resurrection. Uh, but yeah, this is this is uh, one of the teams to watch, and they're going to be absolute monsters. Next up is the Krakow Smog Brigade, which I love the name of. Uh, they start off with an Astartes build, which is Salamanders, thirty Vang vets, big unit of aggressors, and a big unit of eradicators. Make up the build here. I'm. I was very surprised to see this one straight up. I think it's it's quite good. Um, as Salamanders are going a little bit by the wayside, uh, but we'll unpack them in a little bit. Um, Imperial Knights, these are noble combatant Imperial Knights, as in they all just get the – Is it that's the extra hits, yeah? Like, um, uh, like, like competitive edge, right, is the one I'm thinking of. Noble combatants. If you fail to get to the resolve damage step, you get another. You get another roll. So you know four attacks on an armiga. If they all miss, you get four more attacks, uh, which is one big and ten small. And I will tell you if I remember right, that one big is an errant, and I think this is a full yeet aggro knights build. Um, love it. Ne- yeah, I love it too. Uh, Necrons is expansion to conquerors, of course. Heaps of scarabs uh, and ten praetorians. I don't know what's going on in Poland, but there's two lists. They both have ten big, big unit praetorians. <laughs> I got nothing for you. I couldn't tell you what a, what a Praetorian stat is right now if my life depended on it. I've got no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's up. Dad, help us out. What does a Praetorian do? Um, by the way, also, if you listen to us after the fact, remember we do this live. We have a very active, great live chat community. If you haven't checked us out live yet, interacted with these champions, uh, you probably owe it to yourself to do it because they're awesome. Spot on. Uh, next up, we have a tower build. This is Farsight Enclave. This is MSU Crisis. I can't remember if it's two or three units of three or four crisis suits, and then just three commanders and an actual like metric ton of crew and crew hands for MSU. And then we have Hardison, Light Sadith, all of the troops. It's just all of the troop in all of the boats again. Same build. Uh, so yeah, what do you make of that five pack? To me, that the not taking Blood Angels for your aggro Astartes, taking Salamanders, but essentially building a very similar thing to what the Blood Angels would be, but taking a different kind of supporting rule set for it. Um, I, don't I mean, obviously, it. obviously, obviously, Vangvets are a downgrade from Sangard, right? I don't think anybody's going to pretend that they're not. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, cheaper. They're cheaper, and they're just as, if not, no, they're more durable. You can give them better weapons, and you can put an invul on them if you wanted to. I assume yeah. they have one. No, it, most people have just been doing lightning claw chainsword, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're not yeah. better. I'm saying there are. There's, you could make a case for why you would include some of them in your army if you already yeah. had sanguinary guard. Uh, you should get more other stuff. And the salamander's secondary is busted. Just put it out there. That thing is busted. It's so strong. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting interesting build. The uh, the other ones that's pointed out to me is a f- it's a full aggro knights build, which I thought was very surprising to see because usually we're seeing knights taken. Well, you see a full aggro knights build, you assume it's renegade. You just assume it'd be renegades because that's that's what that's what they do better, right? Well, uh, I guess not. Uh, I, I feel like this is a trap. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, plead the fifth. <laughs> There you it go. We did we did get an answer on the Praetorians is that they are jump infantry, toughness five, two wounds. So you know. So jump Blitzguard. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Uh I'm not sure what they're there to like what are they hunting? What are they there to Obviously kill? jump. Jump. Okay. Jump, uh, double their move, right? That's one thing that the <laughs> infantry with uh oh, not all of them. I mm. they're just cool looking. Maybe like that's that. what the Salamander's in there to get that reliable points, is the way the differential is like, you know what? 
the secondaries are, you know, kind of mm. could be hit or miss. If we, if we play into certain armies, then we're not going to get to do our fun stuff. And, and yeah. so, I mean, that know. army should do oath pretty well. It'll yeah, do just, Oath really well. Salamander's strat pretty uh, secondary really well. It'll do uh, banners really well also because it's got all the supporting heroics. Yeah. So you go and try and pull down banners and you get collapsed upon and stuff like that. Uh, it can be really strong. Uh, I actually really like Salamander's at the moment. I think if you didn't want to go with a full defensive or full aggro um, uh, Space Marine build, I think Salamander sit snugly in the middle and is a good uh, third option. And if you've got the right player for it, I think it's extremely extremely well, well positioned also. Uh, but yeah, this is a pretty interesting uh, build, but we're going to we're going to move on to the last one because we are running a bit long in the tooth. Uh, last one is Zozo Can Do Less. And uh, this is a running joke, apparently. Um, this is an old veteran team. This is, for those people who may maybe followed the, the WTC, this is Skark's team, who's uh, literally played just about every WTC there ever has been. There's also Arek, who played on my team, on the Merc team, uh, this year at WTC. So I did want to do their their, their lists. Uh, and they have Demons with Zinch and Undivided. This has the Unkillable Lord of Change and Bellacore plus 15 Flamers being the archetype. Tyranids, Jormungunda. Tyranids. Six Pyrovores, three Biovores, three Carnifexes, and a Tyrannocyte make up the... What's, di- what, essentially what's, what's the special rule on Jormungunda? Are they the always. extra deny cast or something? Is that the uh, always count as a cover? I believe. Okay. Okay. Uh, then we've got Harlequins. It is. Uh, I, I always I write little jokes and I've seen the same list too many times. This one is my library brings all the troop to the yard, and <laughs> and it's just this is the battle which is bloody roads good stuff. And then this is the the tower list here is the same tower list we saw previously. Triple hammerhead and two bombers. One of those hammerheads, of course, in this one and the previous one was long strike. So long, long strike, strike, two regular yeah. hammerheads. And long strike's going to be in every list. I mean, that's that, any, if you see a hammerhead in a list, it's more than likely good. If there's one, it's going to be long if strike. One. Exactly right. If you're only going to take one, man, long strike, such amazing value. What do you make of this five pack, gents? What stands out? Uh, the demons list stands out. Mm. I've actually not been a big fan of the big bird. I'm weird. I'm weird on the on the the, the Zinch archetype stuff. I feel Zinch, like it's aside the flamers, from the flamers, yeah, aside from the flamers, I don't I don't really like the Zinch stuff. Yeah, I don't hate blue horrors as long as you have other troops to do stuff that like banners for you and and etc etc. You have enough. Yeah, I would like elsewhere. pink horrors if they weren't so freaking expensive. <laughs> I, I would me too. Me too. Pink horrors get, good. You if, don't if do you not cheap. like the value that you get there for the splits and stuff? I mean, for, for the split, like, you you don't have to spend reinforcement for the splits, right? No. You don't know. So like the, splits, the splits is like the main reason you would take it. Uh, the problem is because now it's a 50-50 shot that you get the splits. Yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm making a case for them either. I'm just curious if, if you know, if, the, if that was factoring in your decision. I do like the splits. I do like the splits a lot. In fact, I would, like before the, the, the new Codex, I thought pink horrors with splitting reinforcement points were just like an auto glue. They were incredible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do like the splitting, but the 150-point uh, investment for the 50-50 shot to maybe get some splits because they're not as durable as they used to be. They're not a four-up involved base, right? So, uh, Well, they don't have involves. They have exactly. saves, and they yeah. have three-ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's, what the hell is this Yorman gun to build, Dustin? What, what the hell? Durability. That is uh, 100% yep. what he's going for. The Carnifexes, that makes perfect sense. You're hoping it's, just to run the, you're running your opponent out of turns? Oh, yeah, you're... you're we're gonna have the pyrovores into the tyrannocyte. Gonna go in and flame them. The carnifex. I don't know what else is in the list too, but it seems like at a high, either high aggro with uh, some backfield. It's it, it's all just standard. It's warriors and flyer. And, yeah, and, so it, and it's gonna be a high aggro durability list. Mm. I like the, it. Your, 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 your under the, the special trait is to 
bring things in from Deep Strike as well, but you don't really need to do anything. Really need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not necessary. But yeah, that's another juicy, interesting five pack for you. So let's jump into the last slide where we're doing a little, we're going to do a couple of minutes of comparison between these two events and we're going to hit our last one. Uh, so there was just a couple of decent talking points that I wanted to pull out from having done, done both of these events. So we've got the LVTT, 234 players and the Polish team championship, 140 players. I do take into account there is like almost 100 players difference between these two events. Uh, but I want to look at the super faction stats. Are they, are they like, it's the same same are we seeing the same kind of spread and the biggest one that i said before was that chaos yeah 62 chaos players out of 234 at the lvtt only 21 out of 140 uh, over in poland but apart from that things seem to be pretty echoing each other 17 eldari 19 eldari like i mean there's there's just like no eldari players in in vegas compared to uh, comparatively um 23 hive mind 15 hive mind imperium is pretty much about the same for the the size of players space marines are pretty um i guess pretty much the same as well but yeah anything in the super faction comparisons jumping out at you lads uh, no it's, it's interesting to see that it's actually very similar for the most part mm. like some of the ones that you see that are same with uh the lvtt and the ptc are they're the same but you got to remember that the ptc is 100 players less so technically yeah. percentage wise there's more of them right so like with yeah. xenos uh there's actually probably more xenos there but it's the it's the imperial knights in the towel that yeah. are just heavily outnumbered it's insane in yeah it's actually insane to see that just so many and remember mm-hmm. when we said before that nobody in, at the lvtt there was there was no faction that was over 50 percent in representation of the teams in attendance mm-hmm. every single one of the top three so imperial knights necrons and tau more than half the teams in attendance have taken those factions yeah. uh, which is quite crazy to, to, to think um, and also the percentage of the field that have taken them like 15 versus 22 whereas 100 players difference uh, like it is it is a lot of i do I, I do think you hit a point earlier on too when you're saying that that poland is like in terms of density of like really competitive wdc team event players is a lot higher than it would be like mm. at, uh, at the lvtt like there's a lot of players a lot of really good players density wise though there's gonna be a lot more variety of what people think is good or what they're comfortable with right so they're not going to be yeah. going as hard into the actual meta and just bringing what they're good with mm. what they're comfortable with what they own so that, yeah. that that plays a factor as well obviously imperial fists um yeah, imperial fists you know, <laughs> yeah like kudos uh, to that guy bringing it right, what a what a legend um faction podium we've already pretty much covered this we, we talked about it as we broke it down but i put i put that just a couple of data points of interest um 28 total factions and sub factions were taken at the lvtt whereas 23 total factions and sub factions were taken at the polish team chapter so five total less for 100 less players so not as much as I thought. I actually expected to be like 18, 20, maybe um, difference there. But the top teams took both of the three top teams that we broke down. All three took an Eldari build. Of the American um, LVTT players, all three took Eldari and all three were different. We had a Asuriani, we had a Harlequins, and we had a Yanari. All three of the uh, Eldari builds were all Harlequins. We're all the exact same Harlequin build for the, the three teams we pulled out for the Polish uh, event. And all three of them also had Tau. All three of those had Tau builds with only two different variations um over in america two, there were two csm players and two necron players uh, which was echoed by, by two necrons two sisters two nids zero csm 
got taken in Poland and very few CSM in totality were taken to that event, which is one thing I wanted to bring to your attention that I actually forgot about. What were the numbers for only five Chaos Space Marines taken in totality out of 140 players, whereas there was freaking 18 taken over in North America? Um, it's, the, it's the aggression that uh, people want to bring to the table mm. with all that. It's, it's, it's awesome. To keep us back on time, I think we're actually going to uh, take a quick break for an ad. Then we'll come back and talk about the third one. Good luck to all the people playing in team events this weekend. Let us know how it went. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Please check out our sponsor, Frontline Gaming Network. Go to the website. It's going to be some stuff you like. I know there's going to be stuff you like, so you might as well go there. You might come away with a cool mat. You might come away I have with stuff some, coming. some terrain. You might come away with a tournament ticket. You never know what you're going to come away with unless you go check out the site and peruse it. That's right. And they're the ones bringing you these shows and all the shows in the Frontline Gaming Network. Oop. It is awesome. Uh, so we are back, as if you couldn't tell. And we're going to be talking now. We have one more. It's a singles event. Uh, Flying Monkey Con in Wichita, Kansas, USA. I'm going to be going to Kansas City. In a few weeks. Really excited about that for the US Open Series. So, you know, put that one on your radar too. And if you if you if you missed the where in the world is Joe from War Games Live segment at the start, it's because when we do cover the event he's at, you'll see his beautiful logo on the on the title page <laughs> for the event. There he is, up there, there hanging out in the top left. Where in the world is War Games Joe Live? So this well, is 118 players, six round event uh, here in the US. Dustin won't bring us see there. We are going to see three Sisters of Battle, two Custodes, one Admac, four Astro Militarum, three Grey Knights, and eight Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there's two Dark Angels, four Space Wolves, six Blood Angels, three Ultramarines, five Black Templars, one White Scar, one Iron Hand, one Death Watch. Chaos, there's five T-Suns, six Death Guard, three Demons, and eight Renegade Knights. In the Chaos Space Marines, there's three Black Legion. Oh, they podiumed. I just realized I'm doing the, mm-hmm. the breakdown of the Chaos Space Marines. Three Black Legion, three Emperor's Children, two Word Bears, one Night Lord, one World Leader, and one Red Corsair. There, that was that threw me off. That was weird. Xenos, there's six Necrons, six Orcs, and two Tau. Hive Mind, there are nine Tyranids and two Gene Sealer Cults. 
in the Eldari, there's two Yanari, two Drakari, only one Harlequin, four Asuriani, meaning the faction podium is Chaos Space Marines, topping it all off at 11, Tyranids in second with nine, and then Imperial and Renegade Knights, both the Knight factions in third with eight. They don't mess around over in Kansas. They, wow. They're coming to get. They're coming to get you. Like, <laughs> well, this is the end of the Lord yeah. Marshall Conference, isn't it? The finals. This is the final of the Lord Marshall Conference. Oh, nice. Uh, it's yeah. So, do you guys know what this is? Maybe. Uh, guys, maybe yeah, maybe we can explain. Like yeah, go for yeah. it if, you, if you'd like. But yeah, it's a it's a league. I mean, these these basically yeah. a, a playing for competition in in tournaments and uh, mm. a series of kind of related events that aren't. You know, you basically compete as a, as a sub challenge as you're competing mm. in these individual events. It's, it's you've been going on for a long time. Yeah, I think this is, is it the third year, possibly. I think they might have taken a year or two off uh, for COVID, but there's a third, first year back in full force for the Lord Marshal. And so it's like an internal ITC system. For those people who are more familiar with the ITC system, this is like your your local conference, your local battle between you and the guys in a couple of states that make up the conference. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. we got the, the person currently sitting in the number one seed for one of our um, lists for review. Uh, what do you guys so super faction wise things to note here um, space marines are 100% alive and well in the greater Kansas area there's a lot of space marines there's a couple but there's more chaos space marines there is this same? more chaos at least there's more chaos yeah yeah there's absolutely freaking more chaos uh, there's 23 space marines there is more space marines in, in, than imperium than everything apart from chaos chaos is topped it out the super faction stats with very reliable so. solid army but like a lot of black templars there too Dude, yeah, it was really weird to see so many Black Templars. I thought it was actually it was actually quite cool. I took a list of a couple of the li- I took a, a look at a couple of the lists just for my own sake. But jumping down into the top players in attendance, Dan Sammons currently sitting uh, first uh, in the Lord Marshal Conference. Hence, where we've got his list on. Um, he tells me um, with some humility that he, uh, as long as he pretty much rocks up, he can't be knocked out of first place. Yeah, I think he'd have to like literally fall asleep under the table for the entire event and to, to get knocked out of first. So I think he just has to rock up, hey, go tired, through the motions. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, if you get, get sleepy. Need a break. Uh, he's playing Imperial Knights. He's playing a Free Blade Lance. Uh, he's got a super heavy detachment with an errant, three Helverins, a unit of two, and a unit of three Warglaives, and a single Moirax. And I can tell you that single Moirax is kitted for bear. It's got double claws, which I thought was quite interesting. And then he's got a super heavy auxiliary with another single Moirax, and this one has lightning locks. Uh, so I actually like this list. I like this list quite a lot. And this is what this is. This is the good example of a list that I think offers a bunch of stuff that the Renegade Knights can't compare with. The amount, the fact that you can take a a list with one big and what ten smalls, um, and all those ten smalls function differently, are specialized, are tweaked, and are better than the sum of their parts at a certain role. And if you use them appropriately, I think they're just better than anything Renegades can come to the the, the game with. Because you take Renegades and you take Herpetrax and just you just get all the bonuses and the pet pitfalls of Herpetrax. Whereas the Free Blade Lands built appropriately, you have the catch-all kind of element of having a tool for every occasion while still being a knight list. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Jumping down to the next top player in attendance, Brett Urbanowski. Uh, one of my one of my hard throws. I at an event like uh, there's a soldier of the guard right there. He's currently ranked number one for the Astra Militarum in the game right now. He's number one in the ITC. Um, of course, he's playing guard. He's playing gunner experts and spotted details. He's got a battalion, a company commander, tank commander, six infantry squads, three command squads, a master of ordnance, and just three man course, like three or three. Um, he's got a patrol with two more tank commanders, another infantry squad, heavy weapons team, a limb roster militia, and two Chimeras. It's a lot of stuff, boys. 
It's not, none of it's very resilient. None of it's going to stick around for long, but it'll slap you around on the way out. And I'm here for it. If you Rick. know how to play it, and you know he does, been playing Astro Militarum pretty much the entire I don't think I've seen him play anything else. Uh, so knows it very comfortable with the range bands that he has to work with, knows what he probably has to avoid to keep his stuff on the table the longest as possibly can, and can keep his uh, eyes focused on the secondaries. Anytime you're that confident, you you have to uh, mm. respect the player and know you're going to have your work cut out for you, even if the faction itself uh, you might not have a high opinion of right now. Exactly right. And Brett's one of those guys of an ilk like, you know, Scary, Alex McDougal, those faction specialists, they play one thing. They're the best, possibly one of the best in the world at the thing that they do. And because of that, they always get that little bit of respect from their opponents. You have to, you can't, you can't nap on these guys. They'll, they'll, they'll brutalize you. Um, and the last one, this is Will Hodges, uh, who runs own uh, Will Hodges. Uh, he's playing the Red Corsairs. I was just like, ah, oh, there's a Red Corsairs player. I need to know what he's taking. And it's Abaddon. <laughs> yes, he's taking over. Um, I, hope, I, I hope it's just Huron on a giant base. <laughs> um, he's got very similarly talent. equipped. You know, exactly. They are. They've got the talent, etc. Um, Lord Disco, uh, Master Possession, two to ten cultists, five legionaries, three into five raptors. Uh, sorry, three into five possessed, six raptors, six warp talons, two forge fiends, and five havocs. Yeah, in addition to Abby, like we said. This is an interesting take. Um, do you boys know what Red Corsairs do, what they bring to the table? Advance and charge? Yeah. Army wide advance and charge. Yeah. How are people how are it, people and napping? You can on that also line? so thing with in Abaddon there was no slight by the way on, on taking Abaddon. I think Abaddon should be in every cast list. It, you know, it basically gives you a, a huge force multiplier. But you can use the stratagem to give Abaddon that ability as well. So, you know, you mm. can get this when it's army wide. We mean you can do everything on this on the data slate here. I think I think that's how uh, he can change his legion trait, I think. Yeah, he's, he does offer a lot of flexibility to the list. I quietly like this list, but the list functions a lot differently to a lot of other um, Chaos Space lists that we've seen. This operates more like a well-rounded... Um, not like Space Marine build, a Stardis build. Where remember, remember the start of like Eighth Edition, or, or sorry, start of Ninth Edition. You see a lot of builds with um, one, or, two or three Redemptors, and then a bunch of Counter Assault, uh, or a Contemptor, a couple of Redemptors, and a, a bit of Counter Assault. For two Forge Fiends at the Havocs function very similar. If you want to close distance on this, you get a bunch of Advanced and Charged, uh, Possessed, and Raptors and stuff that go and multi you in the midboard. Uh, I actually call, I, I like the build here. I think this is a good list. And then it's got Abby playing as like line defense, going moving up uh, behind the bricks behind the. Can be just such a distraction, or if, if you hmm. don't ignore him and you you try to deal with him and you don't then oh great. you've lost it, he's a pain yeah, in the butt is what he is he's so annoying it's so annoying yeah. love anyway it. love the that's stats. our list love how pushed he is um i big shout out to crutecon as well going down in uh australia this weekend another big australian event i gave a lot of we gave a lot of service to australia um in the last couple of weeks so apologies to make the show this week i'll be pretty much doing pretty much an australian event every other week so hopefully no one's going to hate me too much for that but good luck to all my mates that are out there this weekend hope you guys have a fun and amazing weekend i i think dan summers with this list is going to be hard to beat i mean he's obviously the top player in attendance on the ranking side of things what do you guys think uh i would favor that list too actually from what i'm seeing in the terms of what's showing up there Uh, i want i want to root the guard but I'm giving it to Chaos Space Marines. I, I don't know that it's the the one that we featured here, but it could very well be. Has all the tools, uh, but I'm going with Chaos Space Marines. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Dan was just like, well, Brett's coming playing guard, so I can't take the Renegade list. 
So <laughs> just just go second versus Ebonowski, just get backhanded off the table by the Katachan. Um, you'd love so, to, as a guard player, you'd love to see it, but yeah. So here we are. That's our sh- that's the tournament's part of the show. And if you if you're new here for the first time, we do a, a little palate cleanser here at the end. I should have teed this up, let you know it was coming earlier in the show, and I apologize. Uh, but this is a segment we call the Fuego Rapido, where again we've been talking about tournaments and stats and rules and win rates and and you know all this other kind of stuff. This segment is, you know, just a bit to kind of let the air out a bit, hang out and have a good time. We give ourselves a series of five topics. Well, we don't give ourselves either production or listeners submitted or friends of the show. Uh, Sometimes we suggest things. Some, you know, doesn't always make it on. But we give ourselves a list of topics, two minutes to run down each topic. Once the two minutes are over, we, uh, we definitely abandon that topic and go on to the next one. We also invite production on to assist us with this. Richard, Hello. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Okay, guys. Uh, what about your teenage years scares you? Oh, uh, <laughs> Adam, keep I can see the, these, buddy. <laughs> the theme of this. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to. Add. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me give me a moment to think about the, the non-rated <laughs> things I can say here. Yeah. Dustin. Oh, about your teenage, I, I'm trying to determine how to answer that because there's a lot of answers. Oh, you know, okay, the simple, simple one, the simple PG one, the amount of energy drinks I used to consume. <laughs> okay. Terrifying as, as a thirty as a as a mid thirties man. Terrifying is the word. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, a lot of energy drinks, eh? Hmm. By all means, yeah. replace energy drink with other Water. things. <laughs> <laughs> in that same sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's all the boys and the and girls and the clicks and the names that will stick. I can tell the theme of this. Uh, <laughs> this I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, actually, you know what? I could probably say the length of time that I enjoyed playing with G.I. Joe figures. Oh. And your teenage scary. years. That's bold. Yeah. 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 That's right. My brother played him until he was like 21. So Really? Mm. Nobody really knows that, but he doesn't watch the show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we know that. Hey, we, we, know look, that we play with figures that don't move and have kung fu grip. You know? I mean, so. it always it always made sense to me. Like I played GI Joe for that long, and then I just transferred over and started playing 40k more. Hmm. Yeah. Paul, you, Paul, you officially didn't answer. I just want to let you know that I did. I said oh. it's all the the boys and the girls and the click and the names that they stick. Oh, uh, you said what was the song. The, nice. What what stuck, Paul? What what they used to call what, you? What do they call you? I no, I don't. I didn't have any. Who hurt you, Paul? Yeah, yeah thankfully I avoided that. <laughs> Who hurt that you? Is a, that is an MCR lyric, as best I could recall. <laughs> uh, and you'll see here is what what army is best suited to lead the Black Parade. There you go. I, that's why I could. I <laughs> Is it a Baden and a Black Crusade? Be pretty easy. I mean, it's an easy one. It's, it's on the nose. Basically I, mean, I don't even know what this is, by the way. So it's fair. <laughs> oh, we got to educate Adam. All right, you, got, you, you got a minute forty-five. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a concert this past weekend, My Chemical Romance, and that's uh, these. This is. Uh, Thank you. Some listeners submitted, friends of the show submitted. Really appreciate that. Uh, it was a, it was a very fun time. Uh, best ar- army suited to lead the Black Parade. Oh, let's see. It's it's got to be Raven Guard. Yeah, I think Raven Guard is what's up. Korax Korax would come back especially yeah. to lead the Black Crusade. Korax Corviday uh, yeah. with uh, with his hair <laughs> combed yes. in such a way. So yeah, 
Holy crap, that rhymed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're reaching new highs or lows. <laughs> you, be, you, be, you be the judge at home. <laughs> uh, Dustin? I, I was just saying Black Legion. That, that makes sense to me, doesn't it? Oh, boring. Okay. I think, hey, I I don't know. I'm looking at like I don't think anybody else. Maybe if there's like a black orc clan, is there a black orc clan? Maybe in orcs fan- feel like maybe a, they'd, be, they'd be a lot of fun to parade. I think they'd, be, they'd make a great you know, parade. You know what would be fun to be out front of what I assume is the what I imagine the Black Crusade would be would be um, what's the what's the King of Comora? Um, uh, Vect, 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 Astrubial Vect on his pleasure palace, leading the leading the leading the the march. That would be weird. There we go. It would be real weird. That so, weird. Somehow, somehow works. I wonder what <laughs> passes for Jukari Asarani music. Uh, I, imagine it's, I imagine it's pretty lame. <laughs> You're pretty lame. <laughs> That's the only. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Let go. laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it sucks. Um. It's what? We're fuegoing. We can't do any more. You fuegoed. You can't right. keep expanding. It's, it. it's over. Okay. It's over. <laughs> who's, I do whatever I want. Who's the best emo band? This is going to be a quick one, I think. See, this this doesn't work because the band's not emo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say Blink-182. <laughs> They're an emo ha. band? Ha. What is an emo band? I don't know if I know any emo band. The only one that got me, Let me was Nine Inch Nails. They're not emo. Okay, maybe they are. are they not? I say really? may, maybe Taking Back Sunday. Uh, never heard of them. We got to have a whole. There's going to be some videos shared around in the group chat. Oh, there's later so on. many. There's like a huge list on Google. Do you, there, yeah. Do I, you didn't ask for a list. You asked for the best. Uh, wait, yeah, yeah. Wait. Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails even, are not emo. I thought Nine Inch Nails started emo. Uh, no, Nine Inch Nails is industrial. Uh, yeah, they're definitely. See, they're we definitely not. That last there. week. Sorry, man. Oh. Oh, oh, whatever. I am I not, uh, my finger is not on the pulse. Do you want me to name your, Do you want me to name <laughs> Your bands? answer can be your answer. Yeah. You know, uh, Blink-182 is not an emo band either. Yeah. It was just, do you want me to name we, so Basically, bands? all of our answers are just not accurate because none of them are actually emo bands. You might, you're might. you going to have to tell us some of them there. Uh, Follow Boy, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance, Jimmy not World, uh, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional... Okay, so it's between Jimmy Eats World and Fallout Boy. Never heard of him. <laughs> There's some generational gaps on this show right now. There are some generational gaps. You know what I was doing? Gaps. You want to know what I was doing? I was doing energy drinks. Oh, Blink-182 Blink Blink is considered an emo band. Oh, they're on the list? All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, so, you just, so Paul did know. Man, um, I, did. Paul, really I did point important. out. This list sometimes has very little to do with Warhammer, so you know we're it's delivering true. that oh, today. Very little. Good Charlotte, the Good Charlotte's a good band. There, I mean, yeah. I've heard of them. Eh. 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 Uh, Fallout Boy. Right. I'm sticking with Fallout Boy. All right, fine. We're we're moving on. Uh, what faction best represents the emo lifestyle? Okay. I'm going to go out and say Space Marines because every single one of them has issues. Like if you're talking about inheriting issues, and and then making your whole identity about your issues, it's Space Marines. <laughs> it's true. It's actually very very apt. I I have an answer, but I don't want to say it because I feel like it's too inappropriate. <laughs> Whoa, jeez. 
Okay. I like that it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Dark Eldar. I'm just not going to say why. Oh, yeah, it, for sure. Like, come on. Yeah, it's 100%. Dark Eldar. Yeah. 100% it's Dark Eldar. Like, 100%. I mean, it's Raven Guard and Dark Eldar. Raven Guard literally because of they were written to be freaking Edgar Allan Poe um, in meme form. And yeah, Dark Eldar. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Don't do it. If I got, if I got my genres right, was it? It was emos that worshipped Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, worship. <laughs> You're getting closer. You're getting closer with every every worshipped. topic cool. here. Yeah. <laughs> worship. I'm, I'm all over strong. this, boys. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe is some sort of deity for emo. I didn't know that. As far as I could tell, emos worship two things: Tim Burton and Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Tim Burton and Ed- oh my god, now just. <laughs> All the all the Batman original Batman movies are just completely ruined for me now. <laughs> Annabelle Lee is a great poem. Uh, the Raven is a great poem. Telltale Heart. Poem. Come on, those are great poems. How how are they emo? They're not emo. No, I'm not saying they're emo. I'm saying emos worship them. They were don't like, they kind they were of, things, doesn't it have to be kind of them. emo in order to worship it? I mean, is, I, is I, that... I, I, thought, I totally thought Edgar Allan Poe. I read Edgar Allan shit as like, holy crap, dude. I don't know where you read that, man. I gotta, I gotta look this up. I, I feel like I feel like you're making stuff up now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, this is where I remember. We have gone off the rails, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you've hung out this Way far, old. please subscribe. Just, just yeah, please subscribe. <laughs> All right. What musical artist should launch a comeback tour like My Chemical Romance? <clears throat> That's uh, okay. What? So I think a better question: What band could launch a comeback? Like what? What band is truly capable of delivering? The Remember, heat this like is that? are we actually oh, so they could come back from the dead theoretically and then be Ooh. queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Dead set. Queen. Yeah, that, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to apply any supernatural effects that uh, would like try to find a band that could even do that. That would. I mean. I yeah, like I, 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 think, I think we need to make sure it's actually a band that <laughs> could stop. do it. Not not yeah. necessarily like I mean like not could do it as in like they have to be alive or what. I mean could do it as in people would be like, oh my god, I am going to this. Yeah, got to get out there. there. I will yeah. fly no matter what, no matter where it is. Yeah, Queen what's, is definitely up there. What's Bjork doing these days? <laughs> she actually just put out a video like a, three days ago. Not kidding. Awesome. Sick. Yeah. Bjork's doing it, these it, days. The video is. It's worth looking at that for the costumes alone. The costumes and the, and the stuff in the video is awesome. I feel like there was a duo between peak time Ziggy Stardust, like not not Bowie, Ziggy, and Bjork. That should have happened. And I feel like if we could get that to happen, that would be a moment in time. I would pay some good money Me too. for a peak Ziggy, David Bowie, Bjork concert. Yeah, crossover. That'd I mean, White you know, zombie. You know. White zombie. So, so Bjork is obviously the opening act in, in that, and yes. she has to do a duet with David and Bowie, transitioning into um, yeah, yeah, it does, and then that's yeah, exactly, that's how it plays out. That has to, yeah. that has to be what's up. Okay, that's, I'm sure. I, I'm still sticking. I'm sticking with White Zombie, and then he gets his brother from Power Man Five Thousand. They kind of do this like joint tour. I'd be excited for that. Corn. They still do. They uh, still sing. Yeah. No, they need. They need to come back to her to do well. They won't stop. This one is probably going to be the the quickest one we've ever done. Uh, when was the last time you used black eyeliner or mascara? <laughs> Sunday. Yep. What? Um, I can't remember if it was last Halloween or the Halloween before. But yeah, 
that was I don't me. think I want to admit this. <laughs> hey, Dustin. Was it Sunday? No, no, no. No, it was not Sunday. <laughs> it was when I was in high school, I oh. did uh, Midsummer Night Play. Midsummer oh. Night Dream Play. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the names and the things, whatever line Paul said before about the names and the things, the clicks yeah. and the lines and the, the stuff. He had to he had to start wearing mascara to, to high school. Yeah. That was that was a traumatizing time. That didn't have to do anything. Didn't have to. I chose to. I chose to. <laughs> I don't this think is, I've worn anything else. Like I said, this is the palate cleanser. This is something we do kind of funny each and every week. Hope you all enjoyed this this uh, bit of a jaunt with us. It has been absolutely awesome spending this time with you. I know we went over time a bit. You know, we sometimes do that with team events. Uh, this is otherwise an hour show we do each and every week to prepare you for what's coming up in the the weekend meta of Warhammer 40,000. We're tracking it as it changes. We have the fi- our finger on the pulse. We are simply describing the meta. The players are defining it, and we're happy we get to talk about it. We're going to be back next week. Chat, you've been amazing. If you're listening to us after the fact, please leave us five-star reviews, leave us a comment, leave a thumbs up or something. Uh, That's the easiest way to interact with the show. Don't forget to check out the other shows on the Frontline Gaming Network. We'll be back next week. We'll see y'all. Wait, what are we doing next week? Oh, next week. Okay, next week. So we're going to do the run-up to the London Grand Tournament. There's going to be, it's a massive, massive, massive tournament happening uh, over there in the UK and we're going, talking, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a lot of, of the players you're going to see there. Maybe even talk about some anything we know about the run up to that event. It's going to be amazing. We'll see y'all soon. See you then. G.I. Joe.